Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. Asia-Pacific shares are trading higher this morning, though investors are keeping a close eye on financial counters like Nomura. Seoul is the best performer in the region, trading up three quarters of a percent. The Nikkei over in Tokyo is up a quarter of a percent and Sydney is flat. Joining me now to break down all the market action, including why Nomura is in the spotlight, is Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Michelle. Let's start with Archigos Capital Management and the margin call that has shaken Wall Street. Now, yesterday we talked about how this multi-billion dollar family office was forced to liquidate many of its positions, leading to a plunge in shares of Chinese internet giants and big companies as well, like Disney, uh, Discovery, excuse me, and Viacom CBS. Now we learn that those block trades are having a knock-on effect on several big banks, most notably Credit Suisse and Nomura. Shares of both banks suffered double-digit losses overnight. So Ryan, it looks like Archigos Cap Capital's failed investment is going to have a big hit on the bank's bottom lines. How big are we talking? Yeah, massive. If you look at Nomura, they are saying it's going to be potentially wiping out its entire second half profits. And if you look at Credit Suisse, they say it's going to be highly significant and material impact on its first uh, first quarter results. So looking at the stock prices, Nomura was down more than 11%. And if you look at Credit Suisse, more than 13%. So quite a sharp response, negative response to the latest developments, how some of the big banks with exposure to a hedge fund, they didn't name who, but Mm. it's widely expected that this is related to Archigos Capital Management. Now, Nomura shares plunged 14% overnight, dropping further in Japanese trade this morning. Credit Suisse shares, I see, dropped more than 11%. And unlike their rivals, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley appear to have successfully avoided taking losses from Archigos's meltdown. So what did they do differently? Yeah, so this is a case of rushing for the doors and the first one out will be in a better place. And pretty much you've got a couple of banks with exposure and Goldman and Morgan Stanley were the first ones out of the door. So you've got them in the lead up to yesterday already selling their shares in whatever exposure they had to unwind. So they, looking at Morgan Stanley, sold off around $15 billion in shares over a few days last week. And Goldman Sachs managed to sell off most of its stock related to the Archigos margin call before Friday. So this is in contrast Mm. to Nomura and Credit Suisse, who did not manage to unwind their trades by Monday when they announced that they will be taking a big hit on their bottom line. Mm -hmm. So this is actually quite an interesting um, backstory to how they, all four of them, were trying to get a consensus to decide what to do, but they couldn't and they broke rank and now you have what's playing out, every man for himself. All right, I want to take a step back and understand what happened because we're all about investor education on, on this show and a closer look at what happened to Archigos Capital Management. Can you briefly remind us what a margin call is? Okay, so this is where you are able to trade a bigger, a more sizable position than what you can or need to pay up for. So this is where maybe you might just need to pay up 10 or 20% of your position in order to hold on to that position. So it's in a way a bit of a leverage play. And this means higher profits, but at the same time, outsized losses as well if it swings the opposite way to what you were expecting. So this is 
what we are looking at in terms of margin. You just need to trade a bit or put up a bit of a margin to trade the wider position. All right. Now, tell us about the contracts. Now, the contracts were the heart of the meltdown. And I understand Archegos was using a financial instrument that's actually banned in the US, but which many online retail investors may be familiar with. Yes, so this is around what's called a CFD or Contracts for Difference. In the US, technically it's illegal, but you can pretty much trade it anywhere elsewhere in the world, in Europe, in Singapore. So with what's here, you can get margins of maybe 10 to 20%. And on top of the problems here, you have the banks themselves having to kind of buffer for this CFD um, bets. They need to buy up the actual shares as a form of insurance or safety net just to kind of square off their positions if they need to. So this is where you also have this spiraling effect or knock-on effect on how this is playing out. So this is on top of the extra leverage that they, the banks probably gave to um, Bill Huang. So there are so many warning signs or so many fronts that is painting a picture of excessive risk-taking. Mm. If we take a look at a couple of stocks at the centre of this saga, Viacom CBS fell another 6% overnight. It is down more than 50% over the past week. Tencent Music and VIP Shop have both lost more than one-third of their value. Overall, though, the market is more stable. The Dow finished at a new record high overnight, while the S&P 500 finished only slightly lower. Let's turn now to the Suez Canal, where... One of the world's largest container ships, the Ever Given, has been freed after blocking the canal for nearly a week. And with that blockage came billions of dollars worth of cargo every day uh, waiting in line. Salvage crews, though, have finally managed to unwedge the ship. So while tugboats and dredges work so diligently to unlodge the stuck ever given it seems like they had help from a more powerful force right <laughs> yes yeah, something up there and if you looked at the night night sky last night in singapore you would have also seen it a big round moon <laughs> and that apparently was one of the contributing factors a bit of good luck because a full moon means a stronger gravitational pull which means higher tides so that was one big factor uh, now that the ships are moving through the canal again, what has been the impact on the market? Let's start with the price of oil, right? Well, I'm actually scratching my head over this because I am seeing a bit of a mixed picture here. Mm. You've got, at first, um, oil prices higher because people are actually thinking the delays will still be there for quite some time despite that ship being freed the backlog will take some days to clear up. So that initially saw prices going up. And then now you have prices going down because they think, hey, maybe this is good news after all and we will see prices um, kind of be dragged down or reversed. And if I'm looking at the actual prices right now, it's down 61 or down around 10, 0.1%, excuse me, at 61.50 for WTI. And Brent is now down 0.3% at 64.70. So that is seeing a bit of choppy reaction off the back of the uh, developments. Now, before we check in on Asian markets, let's have a quick game of up or down. I name an asset or item in the news. Ryan tells us which way it's moving. Are you ready, Ryan? Let's go. Let's go with Billy Billy. All right, Billy Billy would be a down for me because day one was a downer. It was down 1% bef below its listing price. Mm. So this is pretty much reflective of how there's no longer a... 
well, strong market appetite. Yeah, down for IPOs. me as well. I, I agree. Second time in just one week that a new listing in Hong Kong has done poorly. So Billy Billy is a Chinese video platform. Its secondary listing on the Hong Kong exchange yesterday fizzled, dropped nearly 7% below its listing price. Next up, Jardine Strategic. This is going to be a down for me because Jardine Matheson has confirmed, as widely expected, it will not intend to raise its offer price of $33 per share for its 15% uh, to buy that 15% stake in Jardine Strategic. So you are not getting a sweeter deal. Yeah, I'm going to go with down as well. And worth noting that minority investors argue this is not fair value. Uh, next, Keppel TNT. Keppel TNT in the news for this a partnership with Facebook and Telcom Indonesia to develop a cable system underground or rather submarine cable system underwater to connect the Philippines, Indonesia, Singapore, Guam and the West Coast of North America. So I think this is going to be an up for me. Yeah, me too, I think. I mean, that undersea cable that links US and Southeast Asia is worth several hundred million US dollars to Keppel. All right, the Straits Times Index closed up half a percent yesterday at 31.75. That is its highest level in more than one year. So how's the SDI doing this morning, Ryan? Yeah, so SDI now on a five-day winning streak and if it stays this way this morning up 0.5%, it will be a sixth day in a row, now at 3,192. So pushing one-year highs. And on the top movers, you do have most of them in the green. Hong Kong Land leading the charge is up 2%. Only one SCI stock in the red is ComfortDelGro, down 0.6%. Thank you as always. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.